the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast brought to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante, a.k.a. Confucius, a.k.a. This episode will, will be brought to you by Chinese food and red wine. And I'm joined by my illustrious partner in crime. Yes, yes, yes. It is me and Tessie Sire, a.k.a. Candice, a.k.a. Why my daughter won't go to sleep. I really wish she could, aka I am also drinking a glass of wine, but actually out of a coffee cup because I'm lazy in the front of the cabinet. You're doing amazing, Candice. And we have a very special guest in the studio. Um, you all have heard him on this show and on Crown of Collars multiple times. We are joined by one of our favorite people. Uh, we are joined by um, podcast grandpappy, uh, we are joined by the Greg Popovich of Black Podcasting, um, Rod from the Black Guy Who Tilts. What's going on, Rod? Oh, uh, what's going on, man? It's actually just the guy who tilts now. I'm not black. Uh, my grandmama is part of <laughs> Cherokee. She part uh, Black Beauty, part Black Tail, and uh, she she part Black Lust Magazine as well. So we not um, we not actually black, even though I'm wearing my Black Lives Matter shirt right now. Um, I, I'm I'm actually just a guy. You're doing amazing, Rod. Thank you. You're doing amazing. Uh, it's been a while, man. Uh, what's been going on? What's been happening? Um, is a lot has happened in the um reality TV um world. You know, we gotta watch this shit, support black women. Um, <laughs> raise, raise power fist. Um, what's been going on? What's top? What's been going on, bro? Uh, for me, man, nothing, dog. Just work, 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 work. Shout out to Rihanna. Um, and uh, you know, still watching Love and Hip Hop. I, I don't. I don't know what the hell happened to Baller Wives. I, it just went on sabbatical, and I don't know if it's canceled, if it's coming back uh, with Ages of Shield come back. No, nobody knows. But um, so all I'm down to now is just loving hip hop because I never watched the uh, Black Ink or the Hip Hop Square stuff. So, um, oh, trust me, don't nobody watch no goddamn Hip Hop Square. Nobody watch that shit. <laughs> My man Justin does, man. That dude watches every reality show. Y'all want to guess? <laughs> Let me uh let me let me know. I'll get him I'll give you his contact info because that motherfucker watches every reality show. You I name feel judged because I do watch hip hop players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he watches that. He watches Chris Lee, uh all the real housewives. Like he watch anything. So uh but I yeah. I only watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't watch that Chris Lee show because his voice is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Like super duper annoying. But uh yeah, I do watch hip hop squares. Well, I'll tell you, man. Um, I've been enjoying the show. Uh, I can't believe it's almost over already. I feel like they cut some episodes out of this joint or something. Um, but I'm also really looking forward to getting into love and hip hop New York. So, you know, it's all good. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I'll tell you what the fuck happened with Baller Wise. Uh, Michael Vick said, No, the fuck you won't. <laughs> <laughs> 
He really, yeah. he really, he really like, he really need old Brown that shit. Like once the Alpha started getting too goddamn missing, Mike Vick was like, "Hey, cut this shit, bro." Yeah, I said they went on that TV show, and the only thing that was holding them back is that they actually did have men and husband, like husbands, families, children, things to lose. The other shows are like always like it's basketball and hip hop or love and hip hop or basketball wise, but it's always a bunch of people that ain't got a man, so they get to act real foolish and. Like the men on this show for for Baller Wives kept shutting everything down. They just be like, "Well, you know, uh, me and Chris, mess- yeah, like you messing with you messing with the money, chill, right? You like secure the bag. I'm not gonna tell you again. Like I never forget Michael Vick at the top of the steps. Like, come on, Kiafa, cut that shit out. Yes, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yo, and see that's the difference. <laughs> she did because that is her husband. She does love him. She does love their life, and she doesn't care that much about the drama of the show. So she really was like, "Girl, out. Uh, let's talk about this tomorrow." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I will, I missed you after." I she was pretty much like, "I'm gonna have to talk to you when this nigga go work out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when this when hit, when when Chris and this nigga walk the dog, then I text you, girl. All right, okay. Oh. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what the fuck happened with Balo. Since we own it, what did you think of it? Like, what did you think of like the premiere season? Like I say, like you said, I don't know if we're gonna get another season if these niggas gonna give us a reunion. I'm still low key, me and Candace still low key mad that they dropped all that drama in us on the last episode and then ain't saying shit about a goddamn reunion. <laughs> but uh how did you how did you feel about it? Um, honestly, man, like it was a little bit boring because they do have things to lose and they don't want to lose them over no damn stupid ass show. Um but uh, I actually um, enjoyed it to a certain extent because I like some of the personalities on there. Uh, like Miko is 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 forever and always one of the greatest uh, of women in the game just for uh, the way that she got her husband off his team by acting a plum fool. And <laughs> got him on the, like that was some like shit. That was some uh, chess level moves. Um, but uh, yeah, some of the other girls are a little bit boring and. The main conflict that they had was such an easy, simple fix that it felt like they needed some real drama. Like they needed someone that like, oh, I fucked your man in the past or like here comes or like, you know what that show needed? They needed a Drea, you know, like somebody to threaten, make everyone feel insecure and threatened on the show. And they just didn't have that element. So I think that hurt the show. But I hope they get I hope they finish the season because the last episode was September 11th. Yeah, I hope we get at least give us a reunion. At, at the very least, I feel we owe the reunion. Right. Listen, we did not listen. Queen Stacy did not throw a lollipop dick at goddamn uh, Carmina for us to not have a reunion. Mm-hmm. Listen, okay, because now that now that that part there was theater. <laughs> so Kiafa spent all that time calling everybody else ghetto, and she had some terrible maternity pictures. And some, and, and some army fatigue pants and a gold glitter uh, duster jacket or some shit. It was really terrible. I was like, uh, okay, what the fuck is this? Uh, mm, right, right. Uh, well, my manners, we still got to do church not mess. Uh, all right, well, we're going to get back to the mess. But, you, yeah, yeah, you are listening to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast. Like I said, we are on the CSPN. Um, you can go to our website, CSPN.us, and click that podcast tab and listen to every episode thus far and all our other wonderful shows on the CSPN. And if you like our content uh, and you want to help keep us free, you can go to that Keep Our Podcast Free tab and shop with all of our sponsors. 
And every purchase that you make, a small portion will go back to the head nigga in charge, Classic, and he who is Don DeLorente to keep the lights on, to keep the lawn trim, and also to, to keep all this shit free. So you won't have to pay to listen to me sound like um, um, a rabbit in the bush. Yeah, let's go with that. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, let's go with that. That's our country. Let's go with that. Um, and if you like us, share us with your friends, your family, uh, your auntie that love drama, um, your little cousin that don't never uh, wash his knuckles, and you can leave us reviews wherever you listen to us and on on um, primarily iTunes. And now, let me tell you something. <clears throat> Y'all have been stepping up with the ratings and reviews, but for once, instead of doing looking at the reviews um, on my phone, I'm looking at them on my computer. Let me tell you something. We have 10 ratings so far. And for a podcast that just started out, I think that's pretty good. Thank you to everybody that rocks with us and supports us and loves us. But listen, listen to me. It's 10 of these ratings. Nine of them five stars. The other one just three. Now, let me tell you something. Me and Candace put in work and watched too much goddamn reality TV for y'all to be shortchanging us with some damn three stars. Y'all know this, five. Y'all know. Listen to me. We are the podcast that gave y'all the hilarious podcasting gold that was Candace's mama with the white diamonds. You know that deserves five stars. You, you know in your soul that that was theater. And deserved get London. That was theater and deserved five stars. So deserved. We we des- look in the words of Mama D. I deserve. Listen, we deserve five stars. So don't shortchange us. You know you know the yeah. See, 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 you're upsetting the baby. You're upsetting London. You don't want to upset yeah. London, do you? So give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> help, us, help us get this white folks money and we can get, <laughs> get y'all some more incredible <laughs> podcasting. Okay? Alright. Okay. Yeah, let me tell you about a three-star review, okay? That's like a 40-degree day. And ain't nobody got nothing to say about a 40-degree day. 50? <laughs> nothing. Out of your face. 60? Shit, you down there barbecuing on that mofo? One out of 20, get that bitch on? Get that blood complaining? Get that blood complaining? But 40? Nobody give a fuck about 40. Nobody remember 40. <laughs> Y'all giving them way too many four degree days. What the fuck? See, preach, brother Rob. Preach. Shout to Stringer Bell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so do your due diligence. Put some put put in on the building fund and give us five stars because you know we deserve. <laughs> yep. See, see, why would you want to see y'all? Y'all not seen London. Why would you want to upset on the door? She ain't playing. She mean it. She want it's five stars or nothing. Look, she wants five stars, okay? Her mama, last episode, her mama was in there giving y'all great podcasting, tending her, and cooking fried chicken while doing the podcast. You know that's right. five stars. Right, y'all heard me up? Y'all heard me flipping the chicken. Don't play with me. What is, what is wrong with y'all? What is wrong with y'all? What, what's, what's wrong? You niggas are crazy. What's going on? All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, give us five stars. Thank y'all for rocking with us. And with that, Let's get into this fuckery. So, <clears throat> this is going to, since uh, um, Brother Rod don't watch Black Ink Crew, uh, this is going to be an exclusive Love um, and Hip Hop episode with all things Love and Hip Hop, including the episode this week and some news and stuff. But, but, what we all going to do is get into this general reality TV mess. So, even though uh, Rod don't watch Black Ink Crew, I think he can appreciate this nigga tree. So, <clears throat> On Black Ink Crew, y'all know <laughs> it's a couple on there, Donna Ashley and them two. It's two. It's two. If, if I ain't never seen no couple that didn't need to be together other than these two motherfuckers, because I be goddamn. 
Um, but they had they um child uh, over the weekend, and you know, black people, we could come up with some incredible names. So Donna actually decided to, to name their child <clears throat> Ash Don. <laughs> now. I'll go. So, okay, first off, little girl, <laughs> a little girl named Ashton. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's not how they pronounce it. You know damn well that ain't how they <laughs> If they are indeed pronouncing that baby's name Ashton, I am highly upset. I'm calling the police. Ash, listen, listen. I'm okay with it because Game of Thrones. I feel like. Uh, if white people can name their kids anything they want, then you know we, we should be. It, it, it's not terrible. I just don't like Ashley. I'm gonna be honest. It like, but it's just weird. And the way it's spelled, it's like capital A S H capital D O N. Like it's really weird. Right. They name they name their baby a hashtag. <laughs> it's 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 strange. Like, and what, like what if they would have just said Ashton or you if I don't know. It's not worse than Bonnie Bella, so I guess we got that going for us. I mean, that is true. I mean, I mean, in fairness, it's not a nigga named Nevadius. So, in fairness, in fairness, but ain't even uh, she didn't even name that baby after him. She named that baby his stage name, stage <laughs> name Junior. That nigga name so ugly. She didn't even give him his birth name. <laughs> future Junior. <laughs> future baby. Junior. Baby Future Junior. <laughs> You know how ugly your name gotta be for you the mother not to want to name it after you. For your for the mother to name the baby the rap name. <laughs> you, know how, you, know, you know listen, you know how ugly your name you know how ugly your name it has to be for the mother of your child not to, to name to name your child a a, a, a goddamn adjective? Like what? Like, she ain't naming a, a noun. She named him an adjective. Like what? 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 Shit, shit terrible. But yeah, the baby's name is Ash Don or whatever, and Black Ink is back next week, so we will just unload this episode that they snuck in this week with the episode from next week and go from yeah. there. Yes, correct, because they snuck it in like after fucking Love and Hip Hop and Hollow and Hip Hop Squares. They like, called it a sneak peek, and when I looked up, the shit was on for 45 minutes. Like, what's y'all definition of a sneak peek? What the nigga, fuck? Right, nigga, that's a whole ass episode. Like, this shit turned out to be a whole episode. They could have just said it was a new episode. Like, what the fuck? That shit right. was like, and coming up is a sneak peek from Black Ink. Like, okay, I'm expecting like five, ten minutes, you know. I look up, I'm like, hey, this the whole episode. Like are y'all, wow. like y'all, y'all, y'all definition of sneak peek must be in Tyrese because y'all like uh y'all like a one it must y'all like a one in them it must be two LAs right it must be four LAs <laughs> it must be two sneak peeks because this ain't that right and that ain't it and also next week is the season finale and the first reunion for Love and Hip Hop right right came and gone too soon. It's the season finale and first reunion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're gonna show the, the season finale and then like right after they're gonna show the reunion part one. Yeah, like they must have canceled Bottle Wise. That's the only thing that makes sense. And they and Hip Hop Squares finale was this last Monday, so I'm just like, okay. Mm. Yeah, they put they getting ready to put all the eggs in the basket for New for Love Hip Hop New York. So you know that means Yandy gonna have a million and one bundles. Uh, so yeah, speaking of Yandy. 
this is a perfect time to cut into uh, before we even go to Hollywood. But uh, Mendeecee's uh, first baby mama is so goddamn many of them. Sam um, made a post on Instagram and basically said Mendeecee's hasn't called or written little Mendeecee's in 10 months. Mm. And that Yandy is fake, and the only time she she has anything to say to Little Man DCs is like when it's almost time for a new season of Love and Hip Hop to start. Only start acting like stepmother of the year when new Love and Hip Hop season starts. And um, she didn't. They didn't do nothing for Little Man DCs for his birthday or none of that. And yeah, he it's need, all bullshit. He really need to step up for that kid and be a father from prison, but. Uh, so, <laughs> so the part that's killing me is like, I don't know how much you can expect from no prison dad, but apparently it's something. Also, I'm not sure if Mendeecees can read. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the nigga can read to even talk about him writing somebody he has looked illiterate illiterate every season he's been on love and hip-hop and he sounds like he is chewing toilet paper every time he opens his mouth mentees yeah i do call him mentees <laughs> that nigga teeth is huge and well yandy didn't respond which kind of shocked me because she loved to respond and be snarky on social media especially especially it's so. a lot of yeah, go ahead. Baby mamas, which make me think it's a lot of truth said because when the whole when she was posting the wifey videos and the wifey uh, t shirt and shit, like it was all in. It's been quiet for this. So mm. Yandy, you know Yandy don't ever miss an opportunity to let people know she done secured the bag, quote unquote. So mm, I I'll listen. I'll, I know Samantha crazy shit, but don't all I'm saying is with a smoke that fire. Uh, but uh Oh, did we lose Candace? Yeah, no, I'm still uh, here. I'm still here. Oh, yeah, I'm oh. here. My kid having a conniption because she got to go to bed. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, what you think, Rod? I mean, uh, about the man DC thing. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I kind of like Samantha, so uh, and it's not hard for me to believe um, that he's not there for his kid since he in prison. I mean, you know, seems kind of kind of like it, you it, like you. It's kind of like a dumb moment, but you don't want to say that. <laughs> my guess is that it's just to promote the show coming up. So they got, you know, some they got to start the baby mama hierarchy that they, you know, they've been fighting over for however many years now. So even though man, DC's won't really be on the show, I mean, they'll now be to have it'll be some drama between her and Yandy, and they can keep that going. Obviously, yeah, that's that's, that's the only storyline they got at this point, which is really strange because you would think like Yandy somebody who's supposedly solidified in hip hop would have more going for her than fighting yeah. with his baby mamas. Right. And then you would think that uh you would think that uh what Sam, Samantha and Erica would have have, have branched off into another storyline themselves, but they really like they all all their storylines literally about this one nigga that ain't gonna get that ain't gonna get out of prison until Trump get reelected. So like I don't know. I can't call it. it uh, it'll it'll be interesting. Who who else is joining this season eight cast? Uh, I don't think they. Uh, Let me. You know, Safari gonna be there looking for a nice roundabout girl. 
Oh, is that why they is, is that why they segued into uh his family wanting him to come back? Yeah, his cousin came over there and was like, Mr. Lava Lava. <laughs> down by the beach, boy. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, this impersonation, though, bro. You got to go. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Safari is not Jamaican, guys. I'm just saying. Either that or he just fakes his accent because his cousin accent so, real, and Safari accent always sounds fake. Oh, yeah. okay. So I pulled it up. So let's see. Uh, Remy and Papoose coming back. Of course. Uh, Yandy and the League of Extraordinary Baby Mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Some chick named Bianca Bonnie. And a rapper named Britney Taylor. Snoop mm. is coming back. So we got to get from Bianca this time. Wait, Snoop coming back? Okay. All right. Yeah, Snoop coming back. Uh, Juju is coming back. That's great. That's Cameron's uh, wife. Yeah, oh. I can't believe she's coming back. Yeah, her story. Well, her storyline got interesting when I thought she was going to put hands and feet on Yandy, but it never made it that far. I was upset. DJ Self was back with his favorite uh, with the lot lizard from uh, uh, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp, that white girl, Mariah Lynn. Oh. Is Coop Scott back? Uh, I'm looking now. Let's see. Little Mo is joining the cast. Mm. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, we saw that. Someone added the show page with that, too. Oh, man, Justin didn't even know who Lil Mo was. I was ashamed of him. What? what? See, how, how Justin supporting black women and he don't know who Lil Mo is? Right. Come on. <laughs> See next time, next time, just hey, next time, just to throw that in your face on the on the on the pregame. Like, how you how you gonna come for me and you don't even know? Right. At least your- I know who Mo is. Come on, man. Yeah. So DJ Self is back. Rich Dollars is back. I don't see anything about Cisco. Damn, I know he tried to he tried to hop on the uh, what you call him? Um, oh, Hollywood. Yeah, but that didn't, didn't last. Yeah. So I see Rich Dollars and I see Safari, and then they got some people I never heard of, like. Some rapper from Harlem, Sophia the Body, mm. the R&B singer named Trent Cruz. I feel like it's going to be what they did to Atlanta with a lot of these seat fillers that you don't really need. Because they really trying to, because they lost, they lost a big piece when they lost Cardi. And then they yeah. lost, they lost Cardi at when she was, when she's reaching the top. They're not getting a washed up Cardi like, you know, a lot of the cast that they get. So I, I feel like they're going to try to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. Probably give them some crazy ass storylines that don't make sense to overcompensate. I, I can already picture Mariah Lynn fight half the goddamn cast except Remy because you know Remy killed her, but you know, still. Yeah, yeah, Remy ain't to be fucked with. If yeah. she'll shoot a bitch over a thousand dollars, you know, well, hey, yeah. a queen gone queen. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Remy and Pat just there to be black love and judge everybody else that acting crazy. Cause they don't never fit. Every time they do a love and hip hop New York reunion, Remy and Pat just be sitting there and just be like, and just be judging everybody. And Remy just be side eyeing everybody. And Pat, like a good faithful black man, just be sitting there, just be like, mm-hmm, yep, he ain't shit, mm-hmm, he ain't shit neither, mm-hmm, yep, whatever you say, Remy, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for that. Uh. Yeah. Uh. So we do have. Then, uh, huh. I was going. Cause last week we touched on uh, actually damn near like all of the next stories before we get into the next episode. Well, except for one, uh, it's gonna revolve around this person. So uh, last week we talked uh, about uh, Kim um, and Nini uh, getting into it for, uh, um, over um, over her um, over Kim Kim's daughter um, 
Brielle in that uh, in that video. So Kim um, on the fifth. This was the fifth. Kim put out um, on Instagram. She she uh, posted an Instagram post. I guess clearing the air or whatever about it. Um, here what she had to say. She said, first off, that video is a combination of two videos. I combined them. Brielle posted the posted the first video on on Snap, unaware of a large bug in front of her. In front of her when she was kneeling down until her DMs blew up. She removed the video immediately. I was filming and it and it invited guests and she added Nene from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Bree was invited as well. Bree went to the bathroom and saw several bugs and had sent me the video on Snap and no one else. We are filming for a show, remember that. And Nene released the video, this video herself. No one has ever seen this video but Real Housewives of Atlanta. Nobody would have ever seen this video. Nene has said and done some things that are absolutely disgusting. Speaking of, we'll get into that in a little bit. However, I will take the high road as you will see it on the show soon enough, but you are not making scenes as though my daughter did anything wrong. She never posted this video, nor would she. As you can see here, I myself was not willing to send the video for ratings uh, to Real Housewives of Atlanta. End of story. I said what I said. Kim full of shit, and we'll go from there. So, <laughs> uh, so first off, I, two things I want to make clear. If you saw the video, there's no way Brielle didn't see that big-ass bug, first off. That's first and foremost. Like, she fucking saw it. I don't think she posted it to cause no shit, but she ended up doing it. As far as Kim, um, I'm pretty fucking sure Kim sent that video to the whole cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because that's just how messy Kim is. Like, I know Kim like to act like she just saved and sanctified housewife, and she just want to have 18 more babies and live her life. But Kim's still full of shit because for her small guest appearance she made on this on Real Housewives of Atlanta last season, she got into some shit real quick with Kenya. Like mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't waste no time getting herself into no drama so she could be asked to come back for this new season. So I, I fully believe she sent that video to some somebody or somebody's to kick off the shit storm. Now, now I still don't think it was a roach he got going on in that house she need to bring in a, a terminator like she need to, what is the name terminex ain't that the, the commercial or some shit she need to bring in an exterminator yeah because she got some shit going on behind them walls she got the she got the damn uh she got the uh the locust play from Cow- courage the cowardly dog that's what the fuck she got <laughs> Too far? yeah okay. all right yeah so i i think so ooh. Phaedra's not coming back, which we already knew, but Phaedra's not coming back because of the shit that she did uh, last season with starting the rumor that Candy tried to drug and rape Portia. Um, And so that leads me to Nene has been trying to be a stand-up comedian. I don't understand it. I don't get it. She got a a cute catchphrases, but other than that, Nene is not stand-up comedian funny to me she was doing a show she had a heckler ask any of the best comics ever dead or alive they will all tell you at some point they have been heckled nini's response to that heckler was but i hope i hope your bitch ass get raped tonight yeah okay okay then she apologized then she went on like ig live she's crying boohoo tears that big ass nose just leaking buckets of snot. <laughs> oh, it was a mistake. She didn't mean to say it. Blah, blah, blah. Please forgive her. 
so as a woman, as a, I'm a woman, and I have in in my worst of days, I've been very catty. I've had my fair share of arguments with women on Twitter. I don't really have a problem in real life. Like I'm surrounded by women that I love, but on Twitter, I've gotten into it with with women and. There have been women that I just genuinely did not like. I have never, ever wished rape on anyone, let alone another woman, especially in this climate where we are seeing so full assault and sexual abuse of women, your mind jumped to like, get the fuck out of here. If she lose everything, it wouldn't matter to me any at all. Well, segue because, um, uh, I have this put up that uh, she lost uh, the because the, uh, you know she was gonna start touring with uh, Escape for their reunion and shit, and they have decided to cancel that. And her tour has been canceled. And Escape uh, released a statement: uh, "Like many, we were dismayed by the recent remarks made by our talented colleague and friend Nene Leaks. As a result, we had decided to no longer proceed with her participation on our tour. It was an unfortunate incident for which Nene has since apologized, and we wish her the best as she navigates through this very difficult period." Um, and like Candace said, she like released several inst- uh, videos and shit, apologizing and. Uh, Oh, nigga. Okay, so at first they didn't reveal what the heckler said. According to Nene, this is what the heckler said that made her say what she said. This is according to Nene. This is on uh, Radio uh, Talk Blog on um, AJC. That's what my uh, AJC. So this is where I'm getting this from. According to Nene, what made her say that was the heckler told her to go kill herself. That's so. Do not care. Like you getting paid to do a job, do your job so that the heckler feels stupid. Because that's what some of the greatest comedians have done to hecklers: out heckled them, out like joked on them so badly that they shut the hell up. Like I hope you get raped is not a is not a very uh, valiant solution to heckling. Like as she can see, it dug her in a hole that she cannot get herself out of at the moment. Yeah, because I, I want to, well, she already done lost the, um, they already done canceled her the, the, the tour and shit, so I wonder what, I wonder what, if any, implications that's going to mean uh, for, like, her on the show itself. Yeah, it's it's because, um, when it comes to heckling, um, it's a fine line, you know what I mean? And in her mind, I know she thought that shit was going to go down funnier than it popped out, because that sounds actually like a prepared line. Um, like, isn't it funny? People get raped by their Uber drivers. Ha ha ha. And uh, yeah, that's why you have to respect comedy because when you get up there and you're just trying to do it and you don't have any respect for the, the art of it, you do stupid shit like that. You know, um, now it might be a growing pain. I don't know if she can come back from it. I don't know all that stuff. You know, I don't know how serious she's taking it. But when you're not serious, something like that can end your career. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I remember Daniel Tosh, who was one of the most like vulgar comedians, who I do think is hilarious. But he made an offhanded uh, rape joke one time, and he had to apologize. Like he he almost lost everything. Like it's you know um, nothing's wrong if it's funny, but if you can't make that shit funny, then guess what the cost is? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's your career. Yeah, um, and then and uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, this is it's hilarious. You said with apologies, and if she meant it, and she's smart and shit because. On her damn Instagram, she posted a goddamn picture of herself pointing to her arm, saying, "What don't what don't break you will make you stronger." 
Niggas always get profound when they get caught doing dumb shit in the media. Like it's like it's like Kevin Hart syndrome. Like speaking of, why Kevin Hart still apologizing to the internet instead instead of trying to still be a a good husband? Because he's an embarrassment. That's. Hey, it's like every it's like every every like couple of days, Kevin Hart drop a damn Instagram post where he go full Carl Thomas to us instead of to his wife. Like, boy, that's what happened when your guilt eat away at you. Like, you don't know when to sit sit down and shut the hell up. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's what Nene um got her that got her ass and her nose into some hot ass water and like, hey, like. Like Ross said, you know, the, the thing in comedy is nothing wrong if, if it's funny, but if you can't make it funny, if you're gonna make if you're gonna do wrong, at least make your wrong funny. And but you know, that's that's some shit you should know better not to play with. And then she said that in her in her apology, like I should I, I knew better. It just took me to a different place. I'm like, my nigga. Like like I I have seen women comedians, black women comedians, actually get threatened. With what you said to that heckler, like you should fucking know, nigga. Leslie Jones, Leslie uh, Jones was fucking harassed, nigga. Like you should know better, Nene. Like what you doing? Nothing. What? I don't know, baby. What is you doing? Also, also, I mean, let, let's be real here. I, like Candace said, like Nene got some quotables, like, but mm, being a comedian. Mm, mm, that's like Waka Flocka trying to be a professor. Like, mm, I, mm, 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 I get girl, I guess, but mm, mm. Um, speaking of, speaking of, so, <laughs> so Candace brought this to my attention, and I saw people on Twitter talking about this. I didn't see it, but apparently, Tammy is still explaining to the internet why women should stay with or trick off on they cheating married niggas. So, Candace, you want to start this up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Tammy being talked about, and so whenever she's talked about, it, it's always for being head-ass. Like, Tammy is a beautiful head-ass woman. Like, mm. it is so bothersome. But she pretty much made the comment that the reason why you can't get a man to keep a man is because they, they want him to do everything. They don't feel like they got to carry the load and she trick off on Walker sometimes, and sometimes she pay for everything and blah blah blah. Can you go be cheated on in peace, please, please? <laughs> she is like she's like the she's like the other side of the coin. Like Kevin Hart is like the cheater who won't go sit down. She's like the person being cheated on that won't sit down. I am, I I am victimized. I too have been victimized of cheating. Hear me roar. Like she tried. <laughs> hey, she like, you know how it's um like on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, like Trasher was trying to give like the other side of this of being side chick, and nobody wanted to hear it. Like that's how Tammy is, but for women that's been cheated on, like she trying to give like the, I this is why I stayed and you should two side of the shit, and nobody wants to hear that shit, Tammy. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody want to just just be just be fine as fuck. Nah, don't nobody want to hear you explain fifty eleven times why you cheated with this. You you stay with this cheating ass nigga and other women should too. What what you, baby? What is you doing? What's what is what, what is what, what? Um, and then speaking of, so Tammy, <laughs> Tammy and Walker 
are getting their own spinoff show from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta called Meet the Flockers. Now, I have two questions. One, is Walker going to be around to film this shit? Because, uh... Is he gonna be out? Is he gonna be out touring or cheating? Like one of the two. Like one of the two or both is is what the nigga gonna be doing. So, well, so like, I got a I got a better question. Who asked for this? Nobody that- wants to see <laughs> Waka and Tammy in their own spinoff. They're not even interested on love and hip hop. Period. Like Tammy's storyline was so dread. Like she's been getting cheated on since she joined the cast, and her storyline still not interesting. Like literally, the only way Tammy is interesting is when she a part of other people' drama. Yeah, how how your nigga cheating on you and you don't, and you don't bring us no drama? Like how? Like that's drama central. Like where's the theater when you being cheated <laughs> on? Like where is it? Give it here, cause you should be losing your goddamn mind. She just like, well, Walker well, cheated, so I'm gonna go get a townhouse, and then I'm gonna let him come into the townhouse and sleep on the couch. Then we're gonna get back together, and then. You know, I mean, he cheated, but it's marriage, and you got to make it work. And like her, even her drama born. Like, girl, go on. No, we don't need to see thirty minutes of you and Walker doing shit. And he's gonna take me to the theater and show a screen of his Instagram passwords. And like, it's really romantic to me. And I just think, as women, sometimes we should just, you know, forgive. I mean, men are gonna be men, but you know. Like it's it's like you're playing football and a defense brings but don't break and that's what your marriage should be and you shouldn't let it bend just because of a little cheating and we're gonna turn this into a spinoff show you guys and you should definitely come meet the flockers like girl bye please leave us alone please, please. <laughs> yes leave us alone please <laughs> leave us alone please look Walker ain't even black according to him leave us it- alone. It's like, please, I'm I'm asking you nicely, please, from the bottom of a thug's heart, please leave us alone. <laughs> Why? Listen, so Walker did some radio interviews saying he's not black, and y'all don't call him black, don't refer to him as black, nigga. What the fuck is you? And if you if you not black, why you always got the word nigga rolling off your lips? Why have you made a bulk of your money and gotten a bulk of your fame from black people? Listen, that like nigga, sense. please talk about yeah. his Native American. Your grandmama G Cherokee. Fuck you. <laughs> Listen, that nigga said I got some Native American yakki in my hair, and y'all not gonna disrespect my indigenous roots. I was like, boy, and I we seen your mama. You black. Listen, they listen, listen to me. They they acting this don't ne- listen. They acting this stay getting to a damn check. If that ain't black, I don't know what is. I know black when I I know a nigga when I see a nigga, and that's just where we gonna leave it. Listen, I know, I know, I know some guy. I know when a nigga got high cholesterol from some goddamn chicken, uh, deep fried and some fucking Crisco. You ain't gonna, t- what, 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 gone. I could tell by Deb Annie Quick Weave that this nigga here under that weave. Like you not about to play with me. <laughs> I know, I, I know she been getting her hair permed since she was six. Don't fucking play. Listen, your goddamn stage name some fucking Waka Flocka talking about you ain't a nigga, boy, boy, boy. But did we lose Rod? No, I'm here. No. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, it's, I mean, y'all are saying everything I agree with, honestly, because um, I was trying to imagine the task of Waka Flocka looking me in my motherfucking face and telling me he ain't black, and I'm not supposed to laugh myself into a, a passing out spell. Like, I just can't even imagine me looking at that black ass nigga and him talking about some "Don't call me black" and me being like, 
Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob. We, hey, Rob. We gonna do. Hey, look. I'm gonna be walking. Look, I'm gonna be walking. You be you. Oh, I'm gonna try to talk like that, nigga. Hey, so listen, dog. See, you know what? Before I even do this impersonation, I listened to that entire fucking interview. Listen, walk a hotel to the motherfucker. That nigga. That nigga was. That nigga was saying. You, you can tell by him and Tammy that he hotel. You can tell by how Tammy be like. You gotta stand by your man and. Y'all weak. Y'all be leaving men just because they won't respect you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, y'all on that. Uh, y'all gonna be burning incense in the house. Look, y'all females is weak for leaving y'all strong black kings. Right. Like, man, suck somebody balls through their drawers. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, now, hey, look, Ron, I'm gonna pretend to be walking and talk. Hey, so look, Ron, see, you gotta be awoken because that's, first of all, the nigga used awoken like 10 times in that goddamn if you <laughs> Like boy, if you don't get, but <laughs> see, this what I'm saying, dog. See, see, I've been, I don't travel, I don't travel to Europe. You know, you know, if you go take white folks, white folks over there to Europe, my nigga, you know what they call them? They call them Europeans. They ain't white. See, everything here in America is illusion, raw. See, that's why I ain't really black. You know, I'm Indian. I don't know what it means. Like I'm illiterate. I can't. You feel what I'm saying, dog? You picking up what I'm putting down? I ain't black. I'm, I need you to apologize for all the n words that you've been using. Uh, on credit for the last year, like twenty years, I'm gonna need all them back. See, the N word is an illusion. Like credit, you know what's more? You know what's more? <laughs> nah, I'm gonna need my. I'm gonna need the. I'm gonna need the word nigga back. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need that. The Black Power shirt, real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, that nigga was saying all this shit while wearing a Black Power. <laughs> like, nah, we reclaiming our N word because that's ours. You know what's more important than credit? Indigenous roots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all get on my nerves so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, he's a whole fool. So he really is. That shit had me fucking rolling. Because you know, it's some title. You know how like a head, a, a article will have a headline for clicks, and it don't really be like it's clickbait. I saw that shit, and I was like, this got to be clickbait. Then I clicked on the damn article and listened to the fucking interview. And when I tell you, Nick, listen, listen to me, listen, a nigga. With name, fucking stage name, Waka Flocka, with dreads that look like if you burnt A1, talking about some he ain't damn black. Boy, boy, <laughs> boy. And see, you know, you know what I appreciate about that shit, though? You know what I appreciate? The thing I appreciated about that interview is the same thing I appreciate, even though I kind of hate it because niggas can't help but say stupid shit. But it's the same kind of shit I appreciated about Skip Bayless when. When they was on first take and Stephen A would say some head ass shit and 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 Skip Bayless would just let him cook and be stupid. That's what Sway did. The whole interview. Sway went full Skip Bayless. He would just let him cook, just let him talk and say all this stupid shit. And Sway was just like Skip. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I see how you feel that way, Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I don't agree, but yeah, I'm gonna let you cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how Sway was. Sway channeled his inner skip. And I appreciated that. Cause sometimes you just gotta let a nigga talk and let him look like the fool that he is. And I appreciated it. It's, the, it's a difficult skill, man. I've, I've been on the other side of that before where I've had somebody where I'm interviewing them and I'm just like, this motherfucker ain't making no sense. But, I mean, this is good for the show. You know, got to let them let cook. Is that Chappelle skit where he, where he just keep letting them roll? Let, let it roll. Keep playing. All right. So, <clears throat> without further ado, y'all have endured us. Uh, no. We, yeah, but you forgot some real hot shit. Jocelyn and Stevie and the baby. And how uh they th- so an article dropped saying that the court appointed guardian for Bonnie Bella 
was trying to get her and Stevie and Jocelyn have disappeared from the metro Atlanta area. Meanwhile, Jocelyn... No, no, we didn't talk about that. We did? No. Meanwhile, Jocelyn on Instagram looking like 03 Bonnie and Clyde holding the baby and shit like they on the run. And uh, she was being spiteful when she got the court involved. And now... Um, yeah, they still haven't. Oh, we did talk about it, but the, she, yeah. they still haven't gotten that baby. So you know, the court's about to proceed to the next step and put warrants out for their arrest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of, I was testing Candace earlier today. I was coming home from work today, and they had um, uh, they had uh, Jocelyn actually on the radio here in Atlanta the day I was leaving from work, uh, promoting her damn uh, music and shit. Which, by the way, Jocelyn Hernandez. First of all, if you don't listen to Jocelyn Hernandez music, you you're doing you, you're doing amazing, sweetie. That's number one. Number two, don't I like I was just flipping through the radio stations and I happened to hear hear Jocelyn. I was like, we recording tonight, so I might as well tune in what this motherfucker got to say because this could make for good podcasting. So this motherfucker Jocelyn was on the radio talking about talking about everything that's negative in the media is just the media and it's fake news and don't believe it. I was like, motherfucker, you are Jocelyn goddamn Hernandez. If you don't get the fuck, what? What? It's the media making the media making me look bad. Motherfucker, you making you look bad. What did you, like, what? The fuck is you talking about, Jocelyn? And then they played that goddamn um, that goddamn record for her and listen, Jocelyn Hernandez music is like somebody out it's like somebody trying to sing a Facebook meme. That is exactly what the fuck Jocelyn music is. A Facebook meme in audio form. That shit is fucking trash. I know she got she got to be every, every time somebody just mentioned Cardi, she just gotta start shaking like she got sugar. Cause she is Cardi is everything Jocelyn wished she could be and then some. And yeah, whatever. I, it's funny because I feel like Cardi's just popular enough for Jocelyn to not take a shot at her. You know what I'm saying? Like she just popular enough for her to be like, I'm scared. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would talk shit about her to everybody, but maybe she'll be able to help me out one day. Maybe we can do something together. Like, I could feel that in Jocelyn, because if not, I would just see her petty ass being on, like, social media all day, every day, just going mm-hmm. in the party. Mm-hmm, because you know she paid enough to do it, because she do it to every, any and every goddamn body else. But... Like, listen to some horrible diss song that nobody want to hear. I could just see her doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a princess, princess. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, that sounded like the background. Oh, that sounded like the background focus for Mercy. Exactly. I never thought about it like that, but I feel like you're absolutely right. Like Cardi has gotten just famous enough where Jocelyn can't compete with her. Mm-hmm. Like if this was like a couple years back, and Jocelyn wasn't so busy trying to argue with everybody, and she had been paying to it, paying attention to Carly to Cardi uh coming up the ranks, she probably would have started some shit with her. Mm-hmm. I think so. Now she's probably hoping for a collab, collab or something. Yeah, because she was on the radio station on uh, shouting out uh, Nicki Minaj and saying she want to work with her and that everybody in the industry. That's how she got to that whole media thing. She was like, hey, everybody think I have a bad reputation, but everybody in the industry has really been supporting me and helping me out. And it's just the media putting out that negative vibe that I'm a, I'm a terrible person and I'm hard to work with and stuff. And I'm like, really? It's the media. Really? So you call so you calling us what we saw from you on Love and Hip Hop all these years, fake news essentially. That's what you're telling me. Okay, all right, cool. Remember last season when Mona Scott tried to push that women's empowerment storyline with Justin? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Funniest thing in the world. I remember them also burning all that uh 
burning all that stuff last season, talking about uh, throwing it in the fire, we letting go of our problems. I'm like, girl, there's three more episodes left. Y'all about to fight. <laughs> right, what is wrong with you? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we talked about that last time you were here. Thought we throw, throwing all this shit in the damn fire. <laughs> like, girl, that is a goddamn $1,000 watch. If you don't, what? Rashid, what? Rashid, what you, girl, what you doing? Um, but yeah, so uh, they about to be um, they about to be um, after Jocelyn and Steven's ass, because uh, you because because you because you know because you know um, them niggas in, uh, somewhere in fucking Fulton County behind a goddamn waffle house somewhere they gonna find their ass so it's fine you know but uh, I think that's all the news so let's um uh, get into the coup de grace I should say of of uh, this week's episode now Rod mm-hmm. last time you was on him. Me and Candace disagree with you yep. on, on your assessment of the whole Masika and Zell situation. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, we have come to the conclusion that you were right, that Zell did, in fact, get them th- drinks thrown on him because he did deserve them drinks because he was being messy. So we agree, and we, we said you are right. You were right there. I appreciate that, y'all. He's a. Uh, I don't think I ever disagreed with Rod, though. I'm gonna have to go back and listen because you know Masika was your problematic fave, so you know. Yes, you was. You was going to bat for, but I always said from the jump she was a coward. Listen, yeah, but uh, yes, what? Disagree. We and you disagreed with him about her false of being a coward. That's the part we disagreed on. Yeah, I don't think yeah. she cared. I mean, I just think she legitimately didn't want to see specifically Alexis get shine on the show via her. Like she was like, No, I I don't want you to be on this show. So I'ma just do everything I can to not even be in a scene with your ass because you're gonna try to shine on me. Yeah. Yep. And then uh come to find like as we watched, like, cause we talked about it last week and I was saying like Zell should have stayed out of it, especially when Masika was helping this nigga book major gigs and get checks. Like, why yeah. would you hop in the middle of some shit with somebody who helping put food in your mouth? Matter of fact, I wouldn't have had shit for Alexis. I'd have been like, bitch, you better be lucky I'm a man because I'll beat you the fuck up about Masika. I don't give a fuck if I think she wrong or not. She helping me get jobs. And right. as quickly as she was helping him get jobs, she snatched them hoes right away. Uh-uh, we got another stylist. You can go talking about he doing it for free. Now nah, you wasn't doing it for free. You just embarrassed because you played yourself. Mm, that that nigga, that nigga is quick on his feet to try to save face, but yeah, the right one's on the wall. Um, but yeah, we said it last week, like uh Zell definitely shot himself in the foot. Uh, but everybody in that situation to a degree is like wrong in the sense because Zell wrong, he should have stayed the fuck out of it. Masika wrong because I'm even if I'm not gonna let Alexis get no shine off of me, I'm also not gonna let my friends keep getting like slugs and shit when there's some shit to do with me. And then like Alexis wrong because if you got beef with Masika, why the fuck you going at any and everybody but Masika? Why you dragging her friends into some shit that's between y'all two? So like everybody. Well, at this at this point, it's squashed. But Mr. Ray kicked it back up because when they went to um Chanel little, um, little ankle coast party. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Ray started with Alexis, like, oh, yeah. what's your problem with me? Like, why are you discussing this? Y'all was just talking about this got to do with Masika and Alexis and nobody else. Why you keep trying to insert yourself in beef with your unprofessional ass? 
this nigga start more shit at other people events to be like a promoter and an event planner than I ever seen in my goddamn life. Mm-hmm. What kind of weirdo ass shit is that? Yeah, it's so funny that he like got all this smoke with Zell when it's like, nigga, it's really the Spider Man meme pointing at itself. Like, you the same type of nigga that Zell is. <laughs> he always calling Zell ghetto, but you can't never be professional at an event that you put together. How that work? Right. That's like I, nigga. weird because Ray, I thought like Ray one clearly, clearly does not want it with 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 Zell. Like. Never. His face completely betrays everything he tries to say every time he sees him about one of the man. So that's one thing. But the other part of it is um, he knows Zell is going to show up to his events to derail him, and he falls for it every time, like Elmer Fudd and uh, you know, and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, every time it never fails. No, this the this the part that kill me every time Zell be about to uh, beat Mister Ray ass Ray. <laughs> right. He talking, he started screaming in the falsetto when Zell be on that ass. Ah! Look, that motherfucker. Like, that... Get, get your big burly fat sack neck ass on somewhere. Hey, look, get beat up by Zell little ass. Look, every time Zell try to tackle that nigga, Mr. Race turn into that damn falsetto Michael Jackson did on butterflies. <laughs> every damn time, it never fucking fails. Like I'm a, look, hey, remember that time when Z, when they was in the um when uh, they was in the um the the parlor with uh Masika and Zell attacking that nigga and that motherfucker started screaming like a white woman getting killed in a horror movie. Yes. Yeah. I will never fucking forget that shit. That shit I watched that shit. I went back and rewound that shit and leaked like five times at least. That shit was fucking hilarious. This motherfucker, this motherfucker goddamn Zell uh, uh tackled that nigga like he fucking big Beasley or some shit. Nigga. Like, hey, the way Z- listen, Zell Z- could have been the goddamn uh, defensive end for the fucking LA Chargers. The way he got down tackle right, <laughs> motherfucker man could have yeah. been opposite Joy Bosa or some shit. Cause they need it. Yeah, it's just it's yes, yeah. Zell definitely put himself in a position that he didn't have to be in because he would have just minded his business. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy's honest truth. Like if if you my friend. And you you treat me like a business partner. You help me get jobs. If you say, "Hey, I don't want that bitch around me," guess who I'm not about to bring around you? That bitch. You say, "Hey, don't bring her up around me." Guess who I'm not about to bring bring up around you? That bitch. Exactly. Like you gotta you gotta know you gotta know your strengths and your weaknesses. Like he played himself. He had been playing himself. And like even if you go back and watch the episode where they uh, where Alexa threw the drink at him in the in the cheap purse. He was talking mad shit to them. Mm-hmm. That's what Raw was saying at the time when we disagreed with him at first. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, see, the thing I realize about Zell the more I watch him is that he just want to be on TV, and he's he is good TV. Like, don't get it wrong. Like, I love that dude, such a wild card. But he he has no loyalty to anybody, and there's no reason to it. Like, I think sometimes it's almost too forced because he'll just show up to an event, and it's like his whole point is I can't wait to act the fool. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, yeah, you was gonna end up, I don't know, climbing on the table and laying there or throwing a drink in somebody's face or you know, that whack ass rap they had in the studio. Like he always was doing <laughs> something to stay on TV. Yeah. Like he, he always he look he look, he know Mona need a motherfucker to act the fool, and as long as Mona's got security in that bag for him, he gonna act the fool. Right. Cause but you're right, he is good TV. He is. Cause uh let me tell you something. 
For, well, first of all, first of all, first of all, you know, for someone that's the stylist, and I know I said this last week, yeah. but I think it bears repeating. Mm-hmm. For someone that's a stylist, mm-hmm. they'll really be dressing like mm-hmm. you know. They'll be dressing like that. You know who they'll be dressing like? They'll be dressing like Chris Spencer's character. And don't be a minister society while drinking your juice in the hood. That's why he, that's who, the hotel nigga, and don't be a minister. That's who he be dressing like. Cause, what's so, that? Let's what? take it a step further. Zell mm-hmm. styles Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole has never been at the top of nobody's best dress list. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is, she is attractive. Yes. She is, her body is nice. Yes. But, hmm. The buck pretty much stops there. Zell is a terrible stylist because he has styled when he styled uh, Lyrica, she looked like free. I like I said last week, she looked like free. Like like she look when when Zell dressed Lyrica, he he dressed her like rap city the basement still. Come on, that's how he dressed her. Like he he don't like Zell, <laughs> Zell is like the Megan Kelly of stylists, like. Mm. <laughs> Mediocre at best, and that's being kind. Like the only person he styled worth a damn is Keisha. Like you just said, it ain't like Keisha is breaking Forbes list of most stylist artists. So I mean, um the other part is as you was just talking, we know nothing about Zell except for he messy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anything about Zell except that he's messy. That's it. Well, two things. We know that he's messy, and we know that if it were for Masika in Hollywood, he would be a broke boy. So he's That's the like, shit all we know. Like you said, he made good TV, but mm-hmm. if he didn't come back next season, it wouldn't make a big deal to me. Yeah, cause, well, that's uh, he's only trying to make good TV. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's like it's almost like I said, it's something about it where it becomes inauthentic after a while. We like nigga, you're just saying this. You know what I mean? Like you don't actually. Like you, like if this scene and they tell if they said okay in this scene, um, Ray J is gonna come in and Hazel E is gonna come in. He gonna pick a fight with one of them. You know what I mean? It don't matter if the scene was just in this scene. Y'all just getting directions to Tierra Marie's party and y'all supposed to go crash the party. He'll be like, I'm gonna say something fucked up about somebody way over the top, or I'm gonna fight one of y'all. That's the, every scene with him is the same fucking scene over and over, and it does wear on you after a while because it just feel like he a fake person, like. At this point, what do we know about him? We don't know nothing about his personal life. We don't know nothing about uh like the whole who he's dating and shit. We don't know like there's no personal detail to that dude. The, you know what? There's nothing about him that makes you invest in him and want to see him come back. Right. Everybody else got some. You know, like Lyrica A One got a marriage. They got they they had their mamas in the show last season. Ray J, of course, his marriage is baby. Uh, uh, struggles, you know, um, um, uh, fears, of course, and like everybody else got something. Zell's not attached to anybody. He's just like I'm so and so's friend, and then I show up to things and fight people. <laughs> right, like, and then even not even then, right? Like I'm so and so's friend this week. Then I'm so and so's friends next week. And then next week I'm so and so's friend. It's like okay, all right, okay, okay, yeah. See, even London's not pleased. See. <laughs> see y'all gonna stop miss y'all gonna stop messing with the baby. See that see 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 yeah, not yeah 
he he's really expendable to me. Yeah. Again, he's like you could you could bring in ten people to do what Zell is doing. Like you could bring in somebody new every season to, to be Zell. Yeah. Well, see, I, see, the thing is, I don't know that anyone can do it because I feel like two other people have shame, so they would be like, "No, nah, I'm not about to, you know, talk about this person this this kind of way or that kind of way, or I'm not about to try to get in a fist fight and cut myself and shit over over some stupid ass infraction." You know what I'm saying? Like he he just don't have no shame. That's that's the part that gets me is he's only on the show because he don't have shame. If he if, if, if but, but at the same time, it makes him feel like not a real person. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. You know, it like I, I really do think he'll want it done for this season. Honestly, yeah, it'll be it, it'll be interesting because I could see them bringing him back because he made good TV. But I could see them being like, okay, well, if you come back, you have to have some like, yeah, like what are you gonna like? What are you gonna bring to the show other than just I'll get in a fight with anybody at any time? Because you know we've been there, done that, man. Reality show ain't you know this ain't old. This old now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even Mona got a line. Yeah, like you gotta. I mean, you gonna get in a, a love situation or something like, you know. I, I think low key, that's one of the problems with the whole like them trying to be inclusive of LGBTQ people on the show is that they don't really respect them as people on the show. And Mona doesn't actually like to give them too much of a plot unless it's something like centered around, you know, the struggle of the gay person. You know what I mean? Like. Um, she, she tried to do that one season. Um, Aside from Zell in the season last year with uh with the songwriter producer who was in the closet, um, Miles and um, what's Miles and the other guy who and it became about, it became about him being in the closet. Been gay on the on the love and hip hop shows. Only um only women, like no dudes. So which were and it, it's kind of. I'm kind of, I'm kind of mad you brought that up because it making, it's making me side eye Mona. Yeah, she does only bring onto the show as one as stereotypical props, right? Like Zell, just loud and and gay yeah. and flamboyant, and then she brought in Miles and Milan to feed the uh the down low stereotype, right? See these right. niggas be on the down low. Look, look, look. She and then when they did the reunion, Ray, and Ray is the fat, gay, insecure gay man right and when they did the reunion you saw how quick it was to be like oh yeah well uh, i'm not even gay so like i don't even know where y'all getting this from like like it was like oh you bringing people on here just for the mess and i'm not saying i believe that miles wasn't gay i think he was but the fact is like the show wasn't that kind of space with to bring him in and be like let's be open we're gonna respect you da 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 it was like he had no real scenes with any of the other men on the show um like it, they kept them isolated to just miles and Milan over and over and over again. So I thought that was um, like it just feels like she doesn't make a real space for them. Cause why can't we be introduced to Zell's family? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, like he gotta have a brother, a sister, some like a friends, like something other than just I'm the gay friend that's an X factor and I show up and fight people. Cause cause that's why you don't feel like a real character to me. Yeah, I tell you one one LGBTQ person that I think that Mona introduced that I thought she actually did allow them to be like a whole human being, where it's like they're a person and they have some good things about them, and then they have some bad things about like they feel like a complete person. Mm-hmm. Is remember that season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta when they had that trans woman on D Smith? I that's when I thought Mona that like that's the first person I can think of like just off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I, I don't like. I said, I said, uh, man, on purpose. Oh, I feel like she's done the enough of the 
um like at this point they've had enough women that were um like complete people like that they could be like well there's a lot of representation but with the men and i wonder low-key if it's just that the other men on the show aren't open about doing scenes with them and have it because you know when it was miles and milan i just kept noticing like yo scene after scene after scene they never have a like ray j hanging out with them they never have uh him hanging out with fizz like they just never had those moments but they had those with all the other men on the show and that's normally when people talk about their relationships and all that stuff they always put the dudes in the scene with the women like gay dudes going to scenes with the other women on the sh- with the women on the show but never the men but then you get to the reunion and all the men on the show all the straight men are being like yeah man there's nothing wrong with that and you know i accept you and everybody clapping and shit and i'm like why didn't y'all do scenes with them why didn't y'all involve them in y'all plots like you can't have a gay friend only women can have gay friends on the show. It just felt, it just felt like they don't take it serious, and that's why the characters feel so replaceable. Because if you start looking at it, man, how many gay dudes you gonna have on the show that's one and done? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I, my bad. I, I thought you know you. I was talking about everybody, but yeah, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. You specifically talking about gay men, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, for Zell and Ray, right? Like they both can easily not should come back next year, and I wouldn't miss them at all. Because what do we know about them? Yeah, true. <laughs> The only thing we kind of really know is that Zell may or may not have been the uh, messaging Ray's boyfriend uh, behind his back. That's like the only thing, real thing we know. Then they never introduced the boyfriend. They never, they never have a. They showed him once, and that was it. Right, like they don't have a scene where it's like Zell in the bar with the boyfriend or something. You know, they always do that with the straight relationships. Like, oh, what about man? They even had that girl drive up from Chicago. I love about last year, like, like it's just I don't know, man. It's just you can tell that they don't care, not, and that's why you know, that's why we don't care because y'all don't care. Yeah, we just here for for the TV that y'all bring, but for us, like your character, we don't care. Um, so um, so speaking of <laughs> Rod, it's been a minute since you've been on, so and I know, I know, I know you got shit to say about this, so. <laughs> Your girl, Brooke. What's up, man? Your girl, Brooke. What's going on, dog? Oh, man. It hurt my heart because I love her. She is so <laughs> bad. But my God, what a dummy. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe she is really falling for this Marcus dude. Like, she went through all that shit to go back to that dog-ass nigga when she was third on the packet order and really and really made the big-ass the whole booby thing. I call that so wrong, man. I really thought that her and Booby were probably dating in real life. Mm-hmm. They went on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went on the show. They fake like they weren't. And then the end of the show is going to be, and they get together, and we go, oh, isn't that nice? Friends getting together, even though really they was always together. Man, when she went back to Marcus, man, I rolled my eyes so hard, dude. I And now this week she getting mad at Booby for messing with Bridget, and that feels like her and Bridget not even really friends anyway, but like everything about that mess just seems messy. And it was funny watching her and Bridget fight in front of Marcus because Marcus really was looking like Can't I don't know what side I'm supposed to be advocating for because uh, one of these sides I'm gonna end up somehow defending Booby or I'm gonna end up somehow defending um um uh Brooks' interest in Booby and both of these sound bad. Look, um, he was he was looking like that meme of how Littlefinger was looking before he got killed and they put the Mr. Krabs. 
or around it. That's how yeah. that's how Marcus was looking. Candace, what I told you last week, I told you when them when Brooke, Brooke and Bridget was gonna fight in front of Marcus, I told you the part of his goddamn head was gonna stretch from here to motherfucking LA. What I told you, I told you the world was gonna burn, and I listen, I laugh from a hearted place because you know I'm always here for Marcus looking to fuck stupid. I mm. laugh from a hearted goddamn place because I was like, that's what the fuck you get. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know whether he didn't know whether to be offended or hurt. I was <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was like that. Um, I don't know if y'all know the picture I'm talking about, but it's a picture from Futurama, and it's Fry, and he's thinking like, and it's like, don't know whether to be offended or flattered. Like that's how <laughs> Facebook the whole time. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be mad at this or happy about. Like, am I supposed to be happy that Booby ain't shit? So. Brooke can't get with him, or should I be upset that she's mad that Booby ain't shit because she's supposed to be not messing with this nigga? Right. The fact that this nigga has the audacity to give Brooke demands, though. Like, boy. Bruh. Oh, I can't believe Brooke's such a chicken head, man. I really love her. <laughs> I would have saved the dog, and now look at me. Looking like a fool. Mm. Hey, we all fall short of the grace of the Lord. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so speaking of, this would be a great time. So, Candace. <clears throat> yes. We um um Candace um did a little digging and she found that um Bridget was on um a podcast discussing discussing this um uh, yeah did. so yeah so wanna- last week so last week we I said we all said like the way that it was portrayed on the show Bridget looked like she was moving real nasty like one minute she was mad at uh low budget drove for not wanting to marry her, and next thing you know, she and Catalina with goddamn booby, and they kissing this shit, and she got them uh, 1999 uh, braids mm-hmm. in her goddamn head, looking crazy as shit. Mm-hmm. She, got the braids. Well, she got the braids from the honeymoon. Continue. Well, Bridget was on uh, the Joe Budden podcast, and she pretty much confirmed what a lot of people say about reality TV, especially love and hip-hop that Mona do a lot to create drama. So pretty much when that episode aired, the way it was cut was one minute she mad the nigga don't want to marry her, the next minute she with Booby. Well, according to Bridget, that's not how it happened. They were broken up, like it officially broken up when she went with Booby for the Catalina thing that weekend. But they edited it to seem like one minute she couldn't get her way, next minute she was on to the next dick. And the other part is, According, also according to Bridget, um, it was kind of production and Mona's idea for Bridget and Booby to go on this trip together. Mm. Mm. Like they had hung out a few times before this Catalina trip, and production suggested that they go on the trip together. Right. She said it was like what she said, Candace. It was like three different after after that scene after her and her boyfriend broke up. Duh, they. Her and production got together, and it and she said like it was three different ways that like her storyline could have gone because her storyline kind of pretty much ended like after her her boyfriend broke up, which is you know because she said she came on the show to like work through her issues with her boyfriend and if it was gonna be together, be together, and if not, you know it is what it is, and to get back into the music. And she said once it was official, her and her boyfriend broke up. She basically had no storyline no more. So she got together with production, and they was like. Your, you know, how can your storyline go forward 
moving forward. And she said they threw a bunch of ideas out together, her uh, Mona in production, and that's the route that they chose. At the end, that's the route that they chose to take. Like, hey, maybe you and Booba should get together. So we have to, you know, you know, we, we said last week that Brooke out here moving um, like Donnell Jones, but no, no. Yeah, she yeah they was they wasn't together. Now she's still a whole weirdo for the yeah. booby thing. Period. Like even Listen. if production brought it to me, I'd be like, nah. Like Listen. I'm not saying her and I understand her and Brooke not cool like that. But you even know like your friends, your married friend, well was married or whoever. So Marcus messing with Brooke, who messing with booby to piss off Marcus. You in your 30s. Why would you even want to be inserted in some weirdo shit like that? Like, the whole shit just reads really strangely. It's like, a six-pound shit question. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like it's like super super high school. It is. Like, first of all, can we just... Listen. Listen to me. Listen. <laughs> Bridget really said, me fucking booby brought you and Marcus closer together. Girl, What? <laughs> I'm still utterly confused about Brooke chasing Marcus. Like, I'm really fucking confused about that. Like, it really reminds me of these conversations where we where we say women are far too forgiving and, like, far too, like, they don't know when to let shit go because Marcus unloaded a whole... Marcus unloaded enough disrespect on Brooke for a lifetime. Broken up with people for far less than what Marcus did to Brooke, and she is really chasing after him, and he acting like he the victim of heartbreak. So, then the whole, hey, Bridget, and I liked her on this podcast. She actually seemed like a down-to-earth person. So, this airhead that we got on Love and Hip Hop, like, it kind of has me questioning her, because if, like, I'll send you the link, and I'll tell you exactly the part of the podcast you can listen to where she's on, it's like 25 minutes. She is really down to earth. She's a fucking airhead on the TV show. She's an airhead with her career. She's an airhead with her love life. She's an airhead with, like, her friends. Like, it was really fucking strange. Like, that's not the vibe I got from her on the podcast. Right, on the podcast, like, she was articulate, funny, witty, like, because, I mean, you know, it's, it's fucking Joe Budden, you know, them niggas are trash. But, like, she was just, like, coming straight back with it. Like, she was witty, funny. Like, whenever, like, they would try to go, like, too far action, she would, like, reel it back in. Like, she had a, like, a kind of a, a, a even though she was a guest, she had, like, a command of the room a little bit. And then, yes. You know, especially, especially being in a room full of full of men and, you know, extra men at that. Like, she really had a control of the room and shit. So, it's like, to hear Bridget be, like, that in that space, and then you see her on love and hip hop. It's like, come on, baby. Like if this, like if you on this on the podcast, if that's the real you, you too good for this shit. Like what you doing? <laughs> yeah, because when 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 Joe introduced her, he was like, "Why are you on love and hip hop?" He right. was like, you, you, said "He was that. like, you beautiful." He was like, "You talented." Why are you on this show? And she was like, <clears throat> "So she said that she did it because." It worked for K. Michelle. Like she got a when K. Michelle did Love and Hip Hop, she got a resurgence in her career and everything else. And she got signed to a new deal, new label, got her own spinoff and ABCDFG. And I also think she saw what how it did for Cardi. And the thing is, and I swear I'm not trying to be funny, not trying to take nothing for Bridget. Everybody's not a Cardi, and 
everybody's not a K Michelle. And like, I'm not even a K Michelle fan, but she has a presence about her that like you either loved her to death or you can't fucking stand her. So she thought that being on love and hip hop was going to get her to where K Michelle and Cardi was. And it just kind of didn't. It ended up making her look really trashy. It's weird because like K Michelle came in with some Cardi built, you know, built herself up. But it's it's like that formula can't work for everybody unless you really had a personality to sell it. And like what I remember being is that it was K Michelle's mouth and attitude that made me be like, oh damn, she's she roasting everybody on here. Um, and same thing with Cardi. Like Cardi had this personality like. If you don't got the personality, man, the show not going to do any work for you that you can't do yourself outside of the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's why everybody in... Speaking of, you know how we say DJ Seth got to be kicking himself because of Cardi's success? Um, Mariah Lynn, that other Bianca girl, uh, shit, fucking Drewski. Like, all them niggas got to be kicking themselves. Like, damn, she really blew up, and we stuck here um, being filler for ratchet, ratchetness and mess. Like, I'll be damned. Shit. I could have been somebody. <laughs> I, could, I had a dream. Martin had a dream. I had a dream, too. I'll be damned. Goddamn. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Bridget, it, I just... Mm, I, mm. I, I appreciate even I appreciate those few minutes of like real Bridget on that damn podcast as opposed to whatever the fuck we got here on uh Love of Hip Hop. Speaking of shit though. <laughs> oh, she also said she's not planning on coming back next season. Not that we heard her nothing, but yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh so uh <laughs> so Masika finally put hands on somebody. Now I said last week that it really don't count because it's nasally, and that's like the low hanging ball. It's like it's like saying fuck Trump. It's like the low hanging ball. Like you don't get no extra stars for that shit. But Masika finally put hands on on somebody, and the way she did it was fucking hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and they waited to the end of the goddamn episode to show this shit. But Mas- hey, Masika was like. Masika was like, oh, oh, so you just gonna ignore me? Okay then, bitch. I'm just gonna walk up. Uh, hey, she kind of walked up like how Jessica Dine walked up on Treasure and just snatched her ass. That <laughs> 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 Masika did nasally. She just, she was like, bitch, and then just pulled all that shit. And then I can't remember her name, but shout out to the damn um, fashion designer. She was like, her wig is gone. <laughs> First of all, I want to know who the fuck she was trying to have a talent show for because with the exception of Brooke, I didn't want to hear none of them. Well, make Bridget. I didn't even want to hear Brooke singing. With the exception of Bridget, nobody had no business trying to be personal musical talent show. Not Hazel, not Masika. Brooke fought over Marcus more than she fought for her career. So I just really don't understand who this talent show or who this showcase was supposed to be for. Real quick, I wanted to go back to that because I'm glad you brought it up, Candace. Um, yeah, so Brooke mad at Bridget for stealing a song. And like you just said, Candace, uh, you spent more time chasing Mary Dick than you did your music. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but in my opinion, you can't really be mad at Bridget. Um, Cause you over here, you over here making a nigga with a part that stretched four lanes over here making you look stupid. So might want to get your priorities together, Brooke. Just saying. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Also, Bridget didn't know that was Brooke's song. Marcus just gave it to her. Yeah. 
That nigga such a scumbag, dog. <laughs> so trash. He is so trash and so ugly. <laughs> that will make it worse. You know what? That's exactly what the fuck it is. It's not only that Brooke out here looking stupid over this nigga. It's the fact that he ugly as hell. Because you know when a nigga, you know if a nigga is moderately attractive or fine, you be like, eh, he still tra- he trash, but I'm, I'm, you know, so you be like, I get it, girl, but. Nigga, this nigga look like a fucking Furby. Like, what is you doing, bro? You could do so much better. If you if you don't fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Fuck around for a nigga that's fine. He looked like that dude that was a center play for the Pacers. Roy Hibbert. He looked like Roy Hibbert, but short. <laughs> and when he called um when he calls Booby little Boo Boo, I'm like, you know, Booby played in the NBA and he's taller than you. Like, don't get don't let your mouth talk a talk a good game and get your ass fucked up. Listen, Booby will, will will fucking it's it's like it's like Tyrese talking shit to the Rock. Booby will fucking break. Goddamn! All, all those little dudes that play in the NBA can whoop your ass. That's how they got there. Like they had to be able to beat big ass niggas to, to play to play a sport. Man, I can't believe he man. He lucky that Booby done got saved and shit. Right, Booby. Hey, Booby, so securing himself and relaxed. Hey, remember when they was in the session? When when uh when him when him and Brooke was in that session and Marcus Stone then and called that nigga called uh was like oh boy and Boo Boo was like oh boy I got a name hey I thought he was gonna snuff the fuck out of Marcus right there and there I was like I was like Marcus you don't even know you in danger because Booby is all of like six three and Marcus you can't be no more than like five six so you might wanna show that man some respect just saying right. Just saying, like I'm, I'm just saying, like if your head stop at my kneecap, I'm just saying you need to show me the proper due diligence. That's all I'm saying. And for as much as, because I think also like they try to play him because like he was in the NBA, but he wasn't that successful, and like he trying to start his music career and shit, and like they try to downplay him because like he just started. But it's like, uh, nigga, Booby just started doing music, and his music already sound better than whatever the fuck you was doing, Marcus. So it's like, uh, what you doing? Like I like I ain't heard not now song worth a fuck or even a song period that was produced or did done by Marcus himself. Meanwhile, I heard at least two booby tracks on this season alone, and they sound better than anything any of what the fuck Marcus been doing. So just saying, I want to show that man some respect because really, it's it's, it's like the Tyrese clone at the rock. Right. You don't got your you don't got your ex wife and your paralegal to save you now. Right. Right, your, your wife just letting your wife just letting you on TV look the fuck stupid, and she collecting the bag. So shout out, shout out to his wife for being smart enough not to go on TV and look dumb for him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, collecting secure the bag, secure the. You know what? Her and Jamel here are the real MVPs. <laughs> right. <laughs> two paid vacations. Two right. Two paid vacations. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. Uh, but yeah, what was. Oh yeah, um, Masika. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, don't nobody, nobody should have been at that damn talent show. But yeah, shout out to um, I forget her name, but with that accent, she was like, her wig is gone. That shit had me. Oh, she out. was like, her wig is coming off. Yeah, her wig. Like yeah. she was, it's like she was amazed. Her wig is coming off. Listen, that I, that was so good. I actually got the audio from the show. Like I ripped the audio because. I don't think I've ever laughed so damn hard at some random silliness because it was the accent, right? That really put yeah. her to the top. Because she's like, "Her wig is coming off." Like it was, <laughs> it was so good. Her wig is coming off. Like, do you have the audio? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I got it. Hold on. I can her play. wig is coming off. 
Yeah, her wig's like, coming off. Her yeah. wig, it's coming it's off. Her wig is coming off. off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, spare, spare shilling. <laughs> Last comment. Last comment. <laughs> oh, shit. This reminds me of like, the English rendition of uh, like a Christmas carol and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> the shit was really bad. Her wig is coming off. Yeah. Tip, 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 cheerio. <laughs> hey, why she sounded like uh Mary Poppins and shit. Darling, your wig is coming off. <laughs> Super califragilistic expialidocious. Your wig is coming off. <laughs> it's a it's I say it is a darn shame what down happened to that wig. I tell you. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know why that shit that shit was so fucking hilarious for me. Oh my god! Oh man! But yeah, it's that. Like, nah, it's because you can hear the urgency in her voice when she said it. Her yeah. wig is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, she didn't know whether to panic or get help. <laughs> you can hear the sincerity. She was so concerned for the wig. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! Oh, but yeah, uh, Nasal Lee's wig is dead. Mourn it. Um, <clears throat> damn shame what they did to that wig. Uh, shit. What else happened this episode? We don't got on such a damn tangent, nigga. At this point, we just talking shit. What else happened this episode, Candace and Rob? What What else happened? I can't. I can't remember. Uh oh. Hey, uh, them uh, Chanel and Alexis trying to yeah. tell Ray J to apologize to uh, Hazelie. Sit the fuck down, both you goofy bitches. One bitch can't get her eyebrows right, and the other one look like a kneecap. And it's first, interchangeable. Do what you first, want with that information. First, hilarious. First of all, Chanel, I mean, not, well, yeah, but first of all, Alexis' eyebrows ain't never been on the same page for the whole fucking season. Like, how how you go a whole last season in your confessionals and your eyebrows are never in the same area, Cole? Like, how? How? How you, how you, how you a bad bitch and your eyebrows always look like they're in Civil War? How? It's like the north and the south. They separate. Look, it's like it's like they separate about a wall, and and ain't no damn night came to come break that shit down. Like her damn, eye, her damn eyebrows be fighting like a motherfucker. <laughs> Hazel, so she's so fake, man. Like I don't. Nobody believes that she thinks she's the shit. Like everybody's, like every scene is like maybe it's because she don't know how to read her cue cards or something. But every scene comes off so forced. And when she got dragged by Masika, I was so happy because she really thought Masika couldn't make it up there past security. Uh- Come on, come on then. Oh, look at you. Okay, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right. And First then, of all, yes. I'm to tell you how corny Hazel is. First of all, you have to be a very low gutter snipe to get crackhead Cat Williams' name tattooed on your vagina. Yes. That's that's first and foremost so anything that Hazel has to say is null and void because she didn't even tattoo his name while he was at the top of his career. She waited till he'd been arrested 272 times, been caught with heroin 18 times, then been beat up by a teenager and all kind of shit to want to tattoo his name on her vagina. Like, are you the fuck okay? No, no, you're not okay. And I, somebody tweeted it to me. It's one of um, the show supporters. I can't remember who, but apparently she's now tattooed roses on her somewhere for this, uh, Name. 
Is it is it Massengill or well, I just was... called that man a douche, but <laughs> man a, just called that man a brand addition. But yeah, apparently she's <laughs> she's gotten a tattoo representative of him. So Rosewater, um, Gillic McGillicuddy, that dude. Like I really don't know his name. I just been caught like when I watched the show, I just always called a nigga like he remind me of like a little roach. Like he just follow her around like she got food in her pocket. Ro- Rose and Valencia flowers. Yeah, I don't know what that nigga name, but yeah, she apparently got some roses tattooed on her to represent him. And so like that's the type of woman Hazel is. And you do with that information what you like, but I don't trust no woman who got to get some type of tattoo for every nigga she done been with. So, yeah, that's the type of bitch that's gonna tattoo all her kids' name on her one day, like a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Send the raven. Yeah, I think um, her and uh, Rose Lance Dorothy. Um, so <laughs> that'll be a new relationship by next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, but no, right, you're right. Like every everything that she says on the show is like contrived and like right. forced and like, notice me, please pay attention to me. I am somebody. Look, I can prove it. Look. Right. And she, she's been insulted about her body so much at this point that like her go to insult is just to tell people their bodies is messed up. But it rings so hollow because you know she insecure about her body. So like, she be like, bitch, that's why your work don't even... And the people like, are you serious right now? Are you really talking about my... No, come on now. Right. It's... It's, it's like it's, going at Mimi's titties at this point. No, it's like Mimi talking about somebody else's titties. Like, yeah. bitch, the audacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, have you no concept of what the fuck you look like? Uh, um, so... I really don't want to be that one to do this, but it seems like I'm going to have to. Oh, yeah. My lyric could just want to be a writer and call it a day. Uh, going yeah. on a six-week tour, so I feel like you just need to, um, you know, I think you just guys need to give her the six weeks because, you know, she's probably going to blow up after this. Well, you mean she's going to blow up that wig because <laughs> that's about the only damn thing she gonna... Listen, guys, she had a twin sister die, okay? <laughs> so, I feel like... <laughs> Why? Listen, yeah. you. Hey, stop this, okay? Because the way you said it, you like. I'm not laughing at the fact that her twin sister died, but it's just the way that you said it. And I'm just like, okay. So her album is actually out. I'm actually in Apple Music, and it's 15 songs, 48 minutes. She got a feature with Chris Brown. Mm. That's not saying much. So A1 is uh, moving and shaking, I guess. He can get that done. Good for him. Mm-hmm. She got a song on here with Ty Dolla Sign. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What's the name of the album? What's the name of the album? Adia. Adia after her oh. twin sister. But she did come out with it. Oh, I thought it was for the show. You never know with the show. No, you're right. You, you, do never, you do never know. But she has <laughs> some other music on here. Okay. Um, like, I know she, she has, right. like, she got, like, uh, an EP called King Me Too, another EP called Hello, another one called Nasha Pearl. Like oh album. no, this one, now this one, an album. Well, it's called Nasha got... Pearl. Yeah, let's see. Is this Sound just like a, a song? 
She got some shit from. So she put out two projects in 2017, and I ain't listening to none of them. Wow. Damn. That last one sounds like a line of a line of black soap. It it sounds like a cocaine that you don't want to try. Yeah. <laughs> Come get you a hit of this Nasha Pearl. No, thank you, bitch. <laughs> 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 but I. So for next week, I am going to try to listen to the album but division put out a new album and i'd rather listen to that but i'm gonna give it a fair shake it's not like her and a1 can't write and produce so yeah, yeah. Uh, she got a song on this album called macaulay cucking i don't know if i'm gonna Nigga, be able what? to do this guys what i don't wait hold on yeah, uh, yeah i don't know maybe it's i mean home alone maybe that's like the she home I, li- listen Guys, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. I'm sorry to all our listeners. I'm sorry I just lied to you. I'm probably not gonna listen to this album. <laughs> I appreciate like, your sincerity. That's what we need more of in the world. Like I, I, at first I considered it, then I looked at the track list and I was like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm not gonna be able to do this. She got another song on here called Smart Water. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, nigga. These tracks sound like herb life. What is going on here? A shake, a, a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch. Like I don't know. What's happening? What are we? What are we doing, Lyra? What are we doing? Are we I don't know. That's a lot. It, it. She took the thrill away from me, guys. I'm. I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm uh, sorry. I don't. I, don't I, I can't even. I don't. I don't even. So, am I the only one that noticed how awkwardly she was standing at her own release party, looking like a fucking idiot? Yeah, it's like she was nervous that people were gonna like listen to her music. I was like, uh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, yo, but going back, yo, what can't so how? <sighs> nope, whatever you about to say, that's the answer. <laughs> so, I want to know how mm-hmm. Alyssa Sky can go from one week getting ready to fight Chanel over something over a nigga that she broke up with. To going to be best buddies with Chanel in the span of a whole week. That's easy. I, they both need one way to stay on the show. I, that, mm. that, that was easy one right there because that plot line was boring as hell. Um, Masika won't fight Alexis. So now the only thing she got left is to make something out of that Lucci dude or whatever his name is. And, mm-hmm. and try to make because both of them are desperate for a storyline. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to do some like, and now we're dating, or um, we're gonna do that threesome or something like that because they need to be on the show bad and they are boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, so, speaking of, hey, shout out to Monique for serving fucking Alyssa Sky papers. Mwah, theater, I loved it. I loved it. I did like that. That, 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 I, that, I was I was bring, pleased. That's how that's how you bring back crazy Moniz. Yes, because only Moniz would think of some shit like that. Mwah. Bravo, Moniz. Well, so I can't like every it, having a sex tape and being on love and hip hop is almost synonymous synonymous with having a bad weave and being on love and hip hop. Everybody <laughs> got a sex tape on on the love and hip hops. However, Moniz managed to get the cease and desist on hers. She that didn't play great. no games about that shit. Monice is one of them bitches that will talk a lot and still call the police on you. Like, she has started, and once she whip her ass, she gonna call the police. That's Monice. I really appreciated what she did um, because Alexis don't need to do shit but learn how to rap a gift. That's first and foremost. 
Cause she sounded fucking off on the studio. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, Leslie, how you have all that ass, but you ain't got no rhythm both <laughs> in person and on the mic. She sounded like a goddamn special needs child rapping on that damn track with Mzeal. Oh, Jesus. Too far? Okay, cool. All right. I'll... No, it actually was not too far, but still. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll get us canceled. It's fine. Oh, uh, but yeah, she, yeah, she, like at this point, I just want them to leave us alone, but they do need storylines because, of course, Lucia, ain't, Lucia looked like an old white girl's evolving, but I do want a threesome with a black girl and a white girl ass nigga. He do look like the type of nigga that'll think that'll be on some shit like that. <laughs> Lucia look like his dick stink, and so we, I don't have anything else to say at this point. Like, Lucia just looks very, 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 very foul smelling to me. Right. He looked like he only washed on special occasions. And not even then. Right. Like when nigga like when the when the nigga gotta go to the to the parole office, he he bathed in. But like in everyday like ordinary life, like the motherfucker just going to Kroger or some shit, he don't wash. Not even then. That's my answer for anything related to Lucci. Not even then. <laughs> not even then. Not even then. Like then he he always looked like he smelled like earring backs. Yes. At all times. Yes. He looked like he smelled like an old penny, like when they was made out of more copper than anything. <laughs> like he smelled like a wet penny. Like he Kansas. just he. Okay, cool. However, he looked like he smelled like Ray's beard. You know, Rod. Sometimes <sighs> I I want to fight you because you one up me, but other times I'm glad you one up me because then <laughs> I won't be that the biggest asshole on the show. <laughs> like <laughs> Ray, you know. Okay, how can I say this? You know how a lot of bigger men just always, like, they smell fucking amazing? Mm-hmm. Like, they just look like they smell. That's not Ray. He don't look like it. Ray look like he smell like dirty pampers. Wait, you said you broke up. He smell like what? Dirty pampers. Yes, yes. He look, Yeah, he's, he just looks like, oh, perfect. He looks like he smell like mildew. Yeah, it, I think it's because of um, how he let his beard grow. He he either need to let it grow out more or cut it off. Like it, but the choice he made with it was a bad choice. Yes, he look. He looks like he smells like Sigma. Yeah. Uh, too far. Cool. All right. No, All right. it's actually very true. It's he like true. he smell like he smell like the floor of a dollar movie theater. <laughs> he looked like he smelled like an Applebee's. Oh, that's enough. Okay. 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 Bad, okay. Bad Applebee's. Have you ever been into an Applebee's that didn't smell like old dishwater? <laughs> no. But it's worth it for a dollar margarita. It's the universal smell of Applebee's. I like to think that if they had a take-home scent, it would be uh, <laughs> hot water. <laughs> my, you ain't never been to an Applebee's that didn't smell like hot water and egg spray. <laughs> nope. And you never will be. So you, you put will. that in your pocket, listeners. Uh, but don't... <laughs> Don't let that deter you from a $1 margarita and bottomless right. chicken strips. Don't stand in front of your blessings because cause you judgmental. Exactly. Right. Don't don't act like once you drink four or five of them dollaritas that your sense of smell not going to be fucked up anyways. Right. You know what you were getting into when you went to, went to Applebee's. Might as well. Listen, listen, listen. It is against my nigga's sensibilities to turn down some chicken strips. So I don't know. Applebee's food so terrible that I know they going to Wendy's and McDonald's to get their chicken strips. Like, I know. I just know it. I know it. 
that's enough. That's enough. Okay. Uh, one more thing we can talk about, and then we'll get up out of here. So, um, cause I can't think of nothing else. So, this uh, B two K reunion, <laughs> featuring Ray. We B two Ray. B two Ray. B two Ray. Uh, I would just like to point out that it is. I think it's absolutely hilarious that Omarion ain't with the shits. Okay, first off, let's let's back up to the scene cutting to Ray J performing One Wish in 2016 or 17, whenever the fuck this shit was recorded. That's the first problem. Two, that hey. motherfucker, he was already off-key on the actual song, and he sounded even worse performing it live. Listen, why Ray J was up there sounding like Alicia Keys now? I was so disappointed that that was actually him. Like, when they walked in, I was like, who the fuck is singing this? Oh, really, Ray? Right. She um did indeed like it's like he I don't know he sounded like a you know he stub your toe. Mm-hmm. He sounded he he sounded like a nigga that just got served child support papers. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go silent on me. Okay, too far. All right, cool. All right. Wait, did he really get served child support papers or no? Nah. Did that happen? Oh, okay. I was like, I hope him and Prince is doing good. I, I really do. <laughs> Look, it's Ray J, so it's believable. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, did he get another APT? Come on now, Ray. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah. He was the fuck he was singing in. Uh, he was, hey, look, he was singing in the key of not wait a minute, but never do it again. That's what he was singing in. <laughs> uh, he was, he was, he sounded fucking terrible. He really did. He sounded so bad that uh, it's hard to make a joke out of how bad he sounded. That's how bad he sounded. Like you can't even you can make a joke, but it would be like, God damn. I mean like just, when, when Hazel E confronts him next week, it's actually gonna be like a valid concern that he didn't that he that he shitted on her and he still he sounds so bad right now. Right. <laughs> like, it, you, know, you know how how bad you gotta sound to make Hazel E have a point about you? Like right. what? How low have you stooped in life where nasally has a point about you? What are you doing? Not, or as Masika called her, Nostradamus. Now, listen. Hey, listen. listen. Look, look. That, that was, was so- the highlight of my... That was a good... Like, I was I was thoroughly impressed mm-hmm. at one. Yes. Yes. And she was so smug about it, like, oh, come here, Nostradamus. I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> oh. Candace, it was Iata. It was she got hit with she got hit with one too many uh hosikas. It was like, oh, I got something for your ass. <laughs> she, you know, she been, you know, she been sitting up writing that shit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, she look, she asked Monique to turn on her crazy, and they goat roast these in- insults. And you know what? I was here for, I was here for, it. I was impressed. Nostradamus, hmm, yeah, problem, problem. I was, I was thoroughly, I was thoroughly impressed. But so, can we? Be honest for a second about B2K. Mm-hmm. No, for the most part, most of their fans was there for Omarion and and J Bug. Mm-hmm. Like Correct. we have to stop acting like Omarion is so easily replaceable from that goddamn group. And they're not. And they was talking about not bringing in Raz B. Then what the fuck are you trying to do a B2K reunion for? They said, said Raz B in Japan. Yeah, he ain't never coming back. 
I also wondered why after after all those uh, sexual molestation allegations against uh, Chris Stokes, like I wonder what the what the haps is on them even having a reunion if they can even obtain the rights to get back to a group and make money because they ended so abruptly hmm. that like ain't no telling like what's going on legal wise with that group either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you also got to wonder, like, what's the relationship that Raz has with, you know, the other groups? Because I think, because as a matter of fact, um, as, uh, you know, with all this stuff about um, Harvey Weinstein going on, people, and uh, and also with, uh, like, Nelly and shit, like, people were talking about, um, like, men in power and hip-hop and, um, and um, abusing their power shit, too. And Chris Stokes came up and someone brought up, um, I can't remember, was it Shamira? I think it was Shamira, um, but I can't remember. Um, blame it on my head, not my heart. But uh, they was like, uh, when that when those allegations were coming up, like nobody in B2K, like old J-Book, feels like nobody really like was kind of like there for Raz, and they kind of just left him out there to like dry and shit. So I don't even know like what's the relationship that uh, that Raz B even has with the rest of them to even. You know, like, like I can't say even do a you know reunion, and if he even wants to do it, because I do remember that, and like it was kind of like a dark time on social media and Twitter and stuff, and you know people was kind of like you know not as you know aware and stuff, and you know you shout out the growth and shit and all that shit. Like people weren't really you know like aware kind of shit like they are now, but I do remember that shit, and like nobody kind of like they all kind of did leave it. I mean, uh, Raz out the dry shit, so. I don't even know if he would want to do a reunion with them niggas or what even his relationship with them is at today. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't. I, Go I, ahead, Rod. I feel like even if they made it pop off, we talking about Groupon tickets at best. I'm going to spit out my damn wine. <laughs> hey. Hey. You know, see, Rod, this is why. This this is why we have to have you back on more often. Cause <laughs> you and Curtis, the level of shit y'all niggas can come up with. I just <laughs> sometimes I really want to wonder what's wrong with y'all. Like I, I I appreciate the level of genius, but I really be wanting to know what is wrong with y'all. Like what is actually wrong with you? You know I'm being honest, dog. I, that ain't the point. But <laughs> <laughs> them tickets gonna be straight in our email box. Like oh, good one, I got a P two K. Hey, you get to see nah, you know niggas, niggas gonna be on the timeline. Like, oh, I see them uh, B2K tickets on Groupon. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, go, cause see, I get the Groupon email, so I know I'm gonna get that B2K coming to Charlotte. I'm gonna be like, oh, and for fourteen ninety nine, you get the CD too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Might have right. to slide, slide on down to the um, or well, it won't be the arena. It'd be you know the state, like some small. Like I'll slide on down there downtown. Right. Please. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, he didn't lie. In fairness, he did Ray. not lie. But hey, Ray coming to town, y'all not gonna go. Y'all, y'all wouldn't get B two Ray for uh two tickets for twenty five dollars. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I would. Come on, you know Ray J gonna be out there performing his hits first. Yeah, <laughs> he gonna perform. Wait a minute, and one wish for a total of six minutes. Yeah. Hold up, are we gonna sleep? On, are we sleeping on? I hit it first. <laughs> right. right, right. That's the opener, dog. <laughs> hey, even that, uh, I was finna say they could resurrect the corpse of Young Bird for sixty can. That's about all I can remember from that nigga. Oh uh-huh. my god! 
That's oh. that's sad, man. We can't even get a Vesta of Ray J uh, album. It'll oh, just oh, oh. It'll, it'll be an EP, right? Or EP of like four songs. <laughs> <laughs> his Vesta album has five songs on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. y'all. <laughs> hey. Hey, look, it's gonna be a look, no, no, no. It'll be an EP, and it'll have like five singles on it, and then it'll have like three remixes to like two of them. <laughs> yeah. We get him and Mel hey. tour together. It'll be the shortest, shortest uh, acts ever, dog. Hey, look, they gonna have a look. It'll be a dance mix version of what? <laughs> it'll, it'll be... Hey, look. Hey, look, yo, uh, your friend's gonna be at the at the crib like, hey man, I thought you went out to the um Ray J concert. Oh, I did, man. It was fifteen minutes. <laughs> Trevor wasn't even that bad. I got in and out. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> why are y'all like this? Please gonna, tell me. Hey, why? Look, he go. Look, he go. Look, one of the songs gonna be a mash mix of like hit one of his songs in a B two K song. <laughs> he gonna, hey. What if he asked Brandy to drive him to the show? He ain't gonna oh, never make it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> hey, hey, he gonna have to do. He gonna have to do his songs, but he gonna have to also do some of Omarion songs. <laughs> hey, can you imagine no, Ray no, J singing no, no. "Oh Off Key"? Can you imagine Ray J singing "Icebox"? No, dog. No, no, can you imagine him singing "Icebox" and also trying to do the choreography and that motherfucker throw out a heel? nigga? Oh, man, it's impossible. Nigga, no, no, just imagine that nigga trying having the feeling for Mario and that motherfucker trying to dance to touch. Nigga. No way. It's impossible, Doc. Ray J can never dance. That wasn't that was never his thing. But you know his ego, he'll try to do the shit though. Mm-hmm. Music not his thing. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a valid point. No, I could just like he really he has really lived off of being Brandy's brother his whole life. He really has. And that sex tape. Yeah, that too. Oh my god, Kim Kardashian cannot fuck. Nope, terrible. Yeah, at least not in that tape, man. I don't, you know, I I guess that's that's got to be difficult, man. Your whole life you judge from that one tape. Like, what if that was a bad day? You know, like like, you can't have no off day on your sex tape once it go public because your ass is done. (laughs) We all, the whole world thinks she can't fuck. I don't know if she can't. Hey, the some entire crazy. motherfucking world be looking at her like, uh, you got whack pussy. That is fucking hilarious. Like that was an off day. Look, that was a day she went half speed, then fuck around. <laughs> like, hey, she went half speed on the sixth day, then get with Kanye. Where she go? Like, fuck a ball mill on that nigga. Right. I'm. Mean, you know what? That's probably what the secret is. She probably been fucking the hell out of niggas for the rest of her life to make up to be like it's not like the tape. <laughs> I do everything. Hey guys, I don't just lay there. I don't know, man. I've seen that tape. <laughs> hey, she got something to prove. That's right. why she. That's why she got with Ye, cause she right. knew. She knew. <laughs> and it's oh. funny because I wonder, like, like when when I first heard they was together, the wild part was like he went from Rose to to Kim, and we know Amber Rose freaky because she be right. taking she be taking pussy pictures, spread eagle, and like dope ass shoes. So you know, you know, Amber Rose the type to reach back and put her own thumb in her butt. And right. then you flash back to that to that video of Kim just like just laying there like ah, ah, ah. like what like how does this even fucking work like wow oh shit yeah oh, I, I, I don't rules on that 
No, oh my fucking god, Rod. Now that you don't put it in my head, nigga, what if that nigga on his EP, what if Ray J do a fucking dubstep remix of I Hit It? Nigga. (laughs) 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 Fuck, I can't unsee the shit now. (laughs) The Ray Ray EP. Oh, I just want to see him yelling at the audience when they don't be liking them songs because that's what's going to happen. Come on, y'all. Put y'all hands together. Which is, like, seeing how terrible he sounded performing his own song, like, d- doesn't it show you just how fucking goofy Bridget Kelly is to think this nigga could reshape her career? Yeah, it has to be for the show. It's just, I can't believe she's that stupid, man. I can't, I know you said she she's smart off the air, but, like, what happens when the camera's turn on? How does she get that stupid? Like, how did you get to that point in life where you were shooting dollar bills out of money gun Mm-hmm. Like from a Tom- nigga who ain't had a hit since when? Right. Oh man. Oh, Rod, Rod. Before we get up out of here, though. Before yes, we get, before we get up out of here, our uh, girl Tiara. What did you think about that whole situation? Uh, you mean with the alcoholism? Yeah. And I mean, she tried to really, do the intervention and all that shit. I mean, she clearly has a problem. I saw the intervention coming. Like, I don't know about. I, I don't know how I had the sixth sense to know that shit. But I was like, oh, this is a goddamn intervention. Uh, I, I was I was shocked she stayed, but I guess for the TV show purposes, it wouldn't have made sense if she would have just dipped. Um, I just the only part of it I really hated was I don't feel like none of them people are her real friends. Um, and Hazel E the only one that's really like they had been friends, but this show really broke them up a long time ago, and they never gonna be close again. It doesn't seem like so. Yeah, that was Hazel's fault because she believed Young Bird when he said that her and Tierra um uh, did him and Tierra did something and. She was trying to chase out the young bird, and young bird didn't even claim her head. Right, and um, I think what what bothers me is that they involved Cisco and Monique in it, and I was like, they not even her real friends, and they fighting over who's closer to her. But I think wasn't her mama there too, or something? Like, uh, I think no, her mom wasn't there. She wanted it. Yeah, again. that's what it was. Yeah, I think if her mom would have been there, I would have been more cool with it. Cause it, cause I, cause I hate. I guess it's just I hate when they play like that on shows like this. You know what I mean? Like. That's a very serious issue. She clearly does have alcohol problems. And then they play it for the show. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even think this is real. Like, so I think that's how I felt about it. Just like sometimes they just delve into certain shit. Like anytime they talk about Walker Flocker's brother dying and shit, I just be like, uh, fast forward to this because they not gonna take it serious on the show like this. Yeah, I like I was annoyed when goddamn Nia and Fizz was there. Like, who the fuck is y'all? Yeah, like they just do this thing where it's like it's almost like they just said, well, who's free today? Can you come by and do this? <laughs> like, they, they don't even hang out. Y'all don't even get them scenes together. Why does this make sense? Nia ain't been back since then. Yeah. And yeah. that's why uh, when, um, Jeremy, when you was talking about them talking to Cisco, I was like, that shit don't make sense to me because Tier don't fuck with Nia like that. Like, right. And, and uh, Monique's involving people she don't fuck with in something as private as an addiction, like, it wasn't really no love and friendship in that. It was it was a chance to look like a to look like a savior because you cussed, like you've been used to looking like the shithead on every season since you've been on the show. Because last year yeah. she looked like a goddamn fool when she was talking about that girl um baby, Max and mm-hmm. Brandy's kid. Like so this year she had to try to prove she wasn't a and bitch. Yeah. I forgot they didn't even bring Max and Brandy back. Damn. Oh, I'm so goddamn glad because Brandy act like a chihuahua. Yeah, that's how you know they was born, because I forgot. Until you said it, I was like, oh, shit, they was on this show last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
but yeah, I think uh, I think that is a great um, note to end on because we've been going at this shit damn near three hours. Uh, Rod, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, it has been a pleasure as always. And let the people know where they can find you and your podcast. Uh, and uh, give the people some closing thoughts, if you will. Uh, yeah, man. You follow me on Twitter, Rodimus Prime. Um, and uh, if you uh, want to check out the podcast, it's the Black Guy Who Tips on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Just search the Black Guy Who Tips. Leave us five-star reviews if you listen and you like it. Uh, and uh, thank y'all so much for having me, man. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candice, you got any uh, church announcements? <laughs> uh, have a good weekend. Uh, stop chasing Bridget Brooke, Bridget I'm so sick of you bitches God y'all disappointed <laughs> Just get off that married dick Go to rehab for that uh, Other than that I'm done Yeah I don't have nothing else See y'all next week Yep um, we, I, I, I've been Jeremy She's been Candace. We've been joined by Our good friend Rob From the Black Guy Who Tips uh, Him and his lovely wife Karen um, And as always Be a greater hoe Not a hater hoe Stop chasing after married dick Brooke, Bridget, you know, you know what? Before we go, real quick, even though she really didn't add nothing too much to the show, you know who actually came out of that looking like she actually got a little bit of sense? Fucking Jade. I don't know if it was just Mona kicked her off or she just whatever because she wasn't really interesting. But at least she ain't she ain't on here looking to fuck stupid like Bridget and Brooke. So you know what? Shout out to you, Jade. Shout out to you. You got out while you could. I wouldn't go that far because she was she was she was fucking Marcus before he was fully divorced. So I. That's true, but she ain't out here looking like Brooke. Like it's levels. It's levels to the shit. She a bird, but it's like it's like if if you had it like a, from a bird like from a chicken egg to like an albatross, like <laughs> like Jade is a, a a fowl and like Brooke is a fucking war eagle of bird of bird instinct. A fight for the nigga, but you know. But yeah, um, this has been uh, episode thirteen. We out here. Y'all, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know it was kind of long. Thank you for sticking with us, and we are out. Peace.